Sorry, I have yeah, some I notes. Know. I have some notes. <laughs> I have some notes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not a couple of things I wanted to nitpick, but that's okay. It's fine. That's fine. This is all lighthearted and fun. Or is it? Hey, hey, hey. Right, so welcome to Cartoon Combat. <laughs> Are we starting off with the vocal exercises? We're starting it out with those vocal exercises. That's what really, really grabs the audience. <laughs> the podcast where four 30-something-year-olds talk about cartoons from their childhood and try to figure out which one was the best. You know, standard podcast stuff. Yeah. I'm one of the hosts. My name's Peter. I sound like this. Uh, I'm another one of the hosts. My name's Dave. I sound like this. That was that you did something with your voice there. I did absolutely nothing okay. with my All voice. Right. That well, is I'll just let it what slide. I talk I'll like. let it slide. I'm one of the special guests today, and my name is Justin, and this is what I sound like. My name is uh, Donald, and mm-hmm. this is what I sound like. We are here at the second semifinals. Semifinal? The seminal final. Seminal Seminal finals. And we have just a delightful matchup. Seminal a couple more times. Yeah, seminal's a good word. I don't know if it's the right word. It's probably not. I'm making some people cringe with my vocabulary. Um, We've got. Are you actually making people cringe? Yeah, they're on my porch. They don't like it. No. I uh, thought you were saying our valued eight listeners eight. have been seven. Hey, two of them are those people on Peter's porch. <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen to the podcast. They just listen to Peter talking. They listen to my portion computer. of the podcast. <laughs> they listen live. to exactly one fourth of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a delightful matchup here between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and X-Men, the animated series. Two shows that, boy howdy, do they jump into your mind when you think 90s action cartoons. Boy howdy. Boy, hello. Girl howdy. Thank you, David. That was very inclusive. That yeah, nice. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, this is... They howdy. I'd, I'd like to dedicate this episode to all the ladies out there. They howdy. Keep let's, doing it. Let's Keep make doing a it, change. Ladies. Let's make the change. Y'all, y'all howdy, I think, down here. Yeah, y'all seems pretty good, right? Y'all would be a, the proper pronoun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Dang okay, it. we'll see y'all later. Yeah, we're, try- we're yeah, trying. We're trying. <laughs> we're four white dudes <laughs> trying our best. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. I haven't tried since, like, 2007. Oof. I feel that. Yeah. We are doing this episode in the style very similar to our previous episode. It is a face-off where one of our hosts will be representing the one cartoon and the other will be representing the other, trying to convince the other two hosts which one is the better show. At the end of the episode, we put our heads together, hash it out, and figure it out. Uh, There's some kind of structure to this. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like... Somebody talks, we ask questions, somebody else talks, we ask questions, closing statements. I was about to say, Peter, please explain to everybody how the format works. I think that was the format. But I think, yeah, yeah, I think you got it. I think that, I think I I was being a little bit sarcastic there, but I think that is roughly it. We get, I hope, I hope you got it, because that's what I prepared for. So if it's a different format, I am... I'm in the shitter from Jump Street, so that's not a good start for me. So each of you have 25 minutes to half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) 
I hope everyone got the PowerPoint presentation I uh, <laughs> emailed to them earlier. Yeah. <laughs> That's too now long. It's, only like, it's like 10 minutes. It's, ten, it's, it's, it's 10-ish minutes. I noticed, David, that you did not properly cite any of uh, the quotes <laughs> on this PowerPoint. And there's also yeah. a picture of a dog in the background of one of them. What does that have to do with the X-Men? Well, I mean, the majority of my PowerPoint is just plagiarized from Old Yeller, so Perfect. it's, yeah. All right. Uh, side note, quick side note, Justin and I know how to make a killer PowerPoint. That makes <laughs> the utmost sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk <laughs> about that later. Just leave it dead. So if, for future. <laughs> if anybody needs PowerPoints, they're looking for work. Good hourly rates. All right. Uh, the thing, first thing that we've got to kind of uh, determine is uh, who goes first. I think we flipped a coin previously. Does that person oh, cool. still have a coin to flip? I don't have any money. All right. I have a dice in front of me. A die, if you will. Um, a D twenty. I have a I have a D twenty and a D twelve. I'm gonna roll the D twenty. And who wants odd and who wants even? I'll take I'll odd. Take e- I'll take well, even. Well, that works. All right. Let's get that good ASMR. Three. Odd. So That's I get odd. to pick? Yeah, you get to pick. David, you're going first. All right. I think I can probably manage this. You guys couldn't see, but I just dabbed when, uh, when that landed on an odd number. Because I'm, uh, I'm hip now. You're pretty cool. Do you want me to uh, time? Yes. Okay. David, feel free to start your own timer, so you, just so you have something for your reference. Yeah, but, I would. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm I think on. that uh, I think that we're ready to get this baby rolling. Now, Rock what are we doing? And five minutes or ride. ten? Because I can go either way. I thought it was five, but we could stretch it to ten. Did you I guys think, do ten minutes? I think we yeah, did ten. We minutes. did ten minutes. We did ten, it, minutes. It goes by fast. ten minutes. It goes by fast. It, it goes, goes by, by really fast. Dude, don't worry. Like you have a yeah. lot to say. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, I'll just make stupid jokes the whole time and not actually talk about anything. Either way, David, you're up. All right. You boys ready for this? Let's go. Tell me no. when to start the timer. Give me a countdown. Give me a countdown, Johnny. Five. Go. Four. <laughs> two. Three. Go. All right. One. So I am here to talk to everyone about the X-Men and why I believe it should be going to the finals here of Cartoon Combat. Now, we're looking today at, I feel, two very similar shows, and it's going to be hard to really find a a big difference between the two of these. They're both team-centered ensemble action shows they both ran for quite a few seasons got quite a few episodes and they are both in my opinion two of the seminal 90s action cartoons where i think x-men takes a step above the teenage mutant Ninja turtles is i have a three-pronged argument prong number one is going to be uh the overall quality of the writing prong number two is going to be the uh the daringness of the writing where they go with specific episodes and number three is going to be overall influence in the decade and beyond so let's start out with episode with um my first prong the quality of the writing now, this is not a slight against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think there's mm-hmm. some great stuff at that. Um, the I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one of the big strengths of its writing was that it was able to take four essentially cookie-cutter characters and give them each a distinct personality to the point where even people who have never really watched a show at least have an idea of this is what each of these characters represent. And that's a huge step of, you know, point in favor of the quality of that writing. But where I'm coming from with X-Men over top of it is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at its base is good guys versus bad guys. Good guys win, bad guys lose. And that's kind of 
every episode. It's a lot of just white versus black, good versus evil. That's what you have. With the X-Men, there is much more depth to the characters and to the situations that they do. You have characters with moral gray area, like, you know, the biggest one would be Wolverine. He's, he is the, you know, one of the big heroes. He's probably the most recognizable X-Man, but he's also a, you know, a killer. His, his weapon is, you know, hand knives, and the show never really shies away from that. Like, granted, they don't, because it's a children's cartoon show, they don't show, you know, a, a Logan level of bloodshed, but they, they do tend to recognize the point, uh, the fact that he is mean Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, he's mean Edward Scissorhands, exactly. There's, you know, characters like Nightcrawl- Nightcrawler, who we do see, you know, dealing with the idea of his his faith versus you know his um him being a catholic and his uh desire to uh be nonviolent versus the fact that he's in a superhero squad and by that very nature needs to fight like that that's something you see conflict in you see you know rogues inner conflict of you know wanting to reach out and, you know, metaphorically touch humanity while being literally unable to make contact with everyone, anyone. You have Magneto wanting to be, you know, a freedom fighter, wanting to, you know, uh, lead his people into, you know, a, a new thing, but, you know, Moses style, but, you know, seeing that the only way to do that is through violence against other people. This has been me rambling for a while, just saying that there, the depths of the various characters goes way beyond just a binary good, evil, black, white. Point number two is the, uh, the kind of the situational writing in that X-Men went to some weird places with several of its episodes. When uh, our... our uh, template for watching for this episode was the beginning of the the very beginning of the se- uh, series and the very end of the series, and the beginning of the series is for X Men. This is it's an origin story. It's mostly f- centered on uh, Jubilee, so it's it's fine, but it's not particularly interesting. What I want to get at is the end of the series, where we have in a row a Captain America and Wolverine fight Nazis during World War II episode. We have a Charles Xavier's, like, great-grandfather fighting uh, uh, Mr. Sinister, who is also Jack the Ripper. So it's a Jack the Ripper episode. Real quick. And uh, then we have a a series finale. Thank you, Don. Series finale of um, last ditch effort to unite humankind and mutant kind that involves going to um, I can't remember this the mutant nation state right now, but going Genova. there and contacting the Shire Empire, Genova. Thank you, Peter. No, that's 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 right. Uh, Genoa. Something like that. Not important. But these that's like three distinctly different episodes. This this isn't a cookie cutter, well, you know, every week we're going to fight Magneto, and the week we aren't fighting Magneto, we're going to fight Juggernaut, and everything turns out all right. This, this, like, they were not afraid to go into weird places, do different things, you know, work outside the box. They gave the kids credit of... Hey, we're gonna do a World War II episode this week, and you guys are gonna catch on. You're you're not gonna be falling behind. They they gave the audience credit that they were smart enough to follow along, and I think that's a huge uh, feather in their cap. And then my third point was the lasting influence. So this show came out 
in the early 90s. And it really, along with Batman the Animated Series, is credited with starting not only the massive superhero animated series that went throughout the 90s, your Spider-Man the Animated Series, Iron Man, uh, uh, the Avengers, Fantastic Four, other, like the, on the, more on the Batman side, the DC uh, animated universe, but without this show, you probably don't have a lot of those other Marvel uh, cartoon shows that a lot of us loved. And also, this show being produced by 20th Century Fox encouraged 20th Century Fox to secure the film rights for X-Men, which led to them making the first X-Men movie in 2000, which that, along with Blade in 1998, are more or less responsible for solidifying that superhero properties work on the big street on the big screen and are relatable to a mass media audience and right now the biggest thing in the world is superhero movies so there i don't think it's a stupid big stretch to go from x-men the animated series premieres is successful through to Avengers Endgame is the biggest money-making movie of all time. It, I believe that that is not a outlandish statement to make. And I think that's a big reason why this sh- show needs to be considered one of the most important animated shows of the 90s maybe one of the more animated uh one of the most just period important shows of the 90s no matter what it gave us depth of writing depth of character and set the stage for what the media landscape looks like in the year 2021 and beyond and with that i will cede the rest of my time over to my uh, illustrious co-host Nice. 20 seconds left. Wow. Which one is that? Who's the illustrious co-host? Yeah, which one's illustrious? Uh, I'll let you know uh, at the end of the (laughs) final episode which one of you I actually respect. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff in there, David. Thank you for for sharing your thoughts. Uh it's good stuff. Uh now the one thing I can't recall is did we do we did both people's yeah, we did that, and then we did our questions, questions after. Yeah. Got it. Okay. After that. We'll just, we'll and just swim I did, right into that. I also had a question. Am I able to ask David questions in that portion? Uh, is it only I, I think not. I think it's just Peter? us. I, yeah, I think, it was, I think last time we just did. Yeah. I'm not saying, yeah, I don't want you to. It's just we didn't do it last time. Okay. So I, don't, I have yeah, some I don't notes. Know. I have some notes. <laughs> I have some notes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not a couple of things I wanted to nitpick, but that's okay. It's fine. That's fine. This is all lighthearted and fun. Or is it? Hey, hey, hey. Really quick. Real quick. Nobody really gets to really be pissed about the way this whole thing's gone. (laughs) Other than me. Okay? Just real quick. (laughs) Why are you angry? Which specific show are you mad about? <laughs> hey man, let's. Which let's... of the four examples of shows are you? <laughs> Goddamn Dinobot still coming back to haunt Peter to this day. <laughs> hey, okay, I'm. You know what? We can't. We can't get into it. We don't have enough time. <laughs> okay. This counts as part of my ten minutes. I got ten minutes on the clock. Do you want to count down, or you want to tell me when? You can just, I'll just go. How about that? When? Okay. Go now. Hi, everyone. Um, so, my name is Justin. I'm here to make the argument that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the best cartoon of the 1990s. Um, so, much like everyone else, I use the stock standard English paper uh, three uh, prong thing that uh, david so lovely um explained last time but uh i'm actually gonna flip the order because mine were very similar uh to david's 
So, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the uh, bullet points that I have um, set aside are the uh, longevity of the show, the general sense of humor that uh, the show had, and also the uh, archetypal characters that make up what has become one of the most iconic television shows of all time. So I'm actually going to start with the longevity of it. So that's something we've talked about in many of the previous episodes when talking about Ninja Turtles. This show has been a part of the uh, our American culture since the 80s um, with the original comic book that kind of jump-started everything. But one of the cool things about this that actually sets it apart from X-Men the Animated Series is that this is an incredibly loose adaptation of the Eastman and Laird comic book. They actually created a whole bunch of new characters, and it was this cartoon itself that jump-started the cultural phenomenon of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That uh, cultural phenomenon grew on to um, take the hearts of uh, children all over the United States and led to multiple different movies. Um, one of the, like, greatest top-selling toy lines of all time, um, various different video games. There's pinball machines. There were food tie-ins. They had a, con a live concert tour. Um, there are even amusement park rides. Um, all of that started with this cartoon. So it is still iconic to this day. And another interesting fact that is a testament to how, or testament to the longevity of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the, uh, the quote-unquote mutation or um, the evolution of the turtles themselves. That it starts off as an adult comic, shifts to this poppy Saturday morning cartoon, and has just completely evolved to what it is now, which is what the, the multiple different Nickelodeon cartoons that have their own distinctive style. Um, even this series itself evolved towards the end with the last three seasons taking a more uh, serious but still um, cartoony approach. And uh, the seasons that a lot of fans call them the Red Sky episodes, which is just a more darker, edgier version of the Teenage Mean Ninja Turtles, but no, the, the show didn't lose its charm through that uh, grittiness. The second point I wanted to make, and it's something that I kind of sort of touched upon there, was the overall sense of humor of the show. I think a lot of the shows we watched during this process, since they were all action-oriented, there was a little bit of that charm or humor that was kind of left out. A lot of them took themselves very seriously. So... Ninja Turtles from day one was just a campy fun time, whether it's the ridiculous pizza toppings that they have, the goofy catchphrases that have become a part of our everyday vernacular, uh, the constant breaking of the fourth wall, which as a little kid, I didn't even know what that meant. But having Krang turn to you and specifically say, no, Shredder, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience right now. At multiple occasions, it happens in a whole bunch of different episodes. Um, that was just something really neat, because as a child, you felt like you were a part of it. You felt like this world was so immersive. You sat there with your action figures, and you're being called out by people in the TV show itself. The show had everything. It had bumbling henchmen. It had just, like, the general ridiculousness of Krang and Shredder bickering at each other like they're a married couple. Um, it just created the, the perfect light and soft tone that's great for waking up on Saturday morning, turning the TV on with a bowl of cereal, and just turning your mind off and enjoying Saturday morning cartoons. I have a lot of great memories of doing that, and a lot of them included my four pals, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Five minutes. Um, there, David did make a uh, comment about the writing um, of turtles being very uh, cookie cutter and kind of basic, which it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue against that. It definitely is a basic um, show, but the like in terms of humor, there are a lot of really funny jokes 
within this series and going back and rewatching the majority of the episodes over these past couple of weeks. Um, like for example, there's a, there's a scene where, or an episode where Shredder gets zapped with this Ray that makes him think, or makes him think he's Michelangelo. And it's a whole, it's a whole episode where Shredder is talking in surfer lingo. One of his lines is he hungas for cowabunga. I, laughed out loud at a children's cartoon, which is very, very rare, especially an action-oriented children's cartoon. Uh, there's another comment in uh, an episode called uh, New York's Shiniest, which is, I think, episode 15, where Donatello goes on this whole rant about someone getting arrested for robbery, or robbering, racketeering, and pulling off those little tags off of mattresses, which is a hilarious joke that I really enjoyed. It's a good joke. Thanks, Peter. Um, so the last thing, this was originally going to be my first argument, but I think it does really, it kind of, it creates, uh, let me restart here. So I'm going to, I'm talking about the archetypal characters of um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. David referred to them as cookie cutter, but as we talked about in one of our previous episodes, growing up, everyone had their own turtle like that was always a conversation that you had as kids if you were dressing up you had to pick your own turtle everyone sees themselves in these characters it's almost like a more modern watered down and simplified version of the uh carl jungian's uh psychology which is a uh, he's a swedish psychologist who talks about uh archetypes but you go into like leo being the leader the figurehead he's mature dedicated valiant like even in job interviews, like I said, people utilize Ninja Turtles to, like, pick. Like, who are you as a human being? Are you a party dude? Or do you not take things serious? Are you intense or bold? Are you an intellectual? Are you modest? All of those things fit within the Ninja Turtles. And there's something about that that still to this day, those characters mean so much to so many people and they still have the, they still fit in the same archetypal categories. So, um, but yeah, basically, um, in, uh, I guess to wrap things up, yeah, using all those three things, I think that uh, it makes Ninja Turtles a uh, iconic show that has lasted for many a decades it doesn't rely upon um it doesn't rely upon the original comic book it doesn't rely upon anything it creates its own story it's able to build and evolve and constantly mutate and become something that has become cherished for man what almost 40 years now 35 years which is just a real testament to ninja turtles as a show and as a whole that's my argument it's been swell Thank you for listening to my turtle talk. Minute, 10 seconds. Still good. Okay. All right. Uh, the first thing I want to say is uh, good job using mutation and all of that in like terms of like the show. That was very fun. Just good job. You appreciated that? <laughs> I appreciated okay. that. I appreciated that. Wow. Uh, yeah, we've got like two real classics coming together here for this. Um yeah, I, I didn't not... realize Justin was going to bust out some Jungian psychology on me. That, that I, I mean... could have gone more into detail on that, but I didn't know what my time was looking like. I forgot to start my timer. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wasn't going to go into detail on that. Yeah, this uh, this is this is some good stuff. So, uh, Don, how 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 do you want to handle this? You want to, you, you got some questions. I got some questions. I don't know how much time we want to allocate to questions. I think we, we, we allowed at least two each for each show. If I remember correctly. Yeah. It was like one question per person. Yeah. Uh, I know what I want to ask one person. I'm not sure what I want to ask the other person. So why don't, why do, do you know what you want to ask Justin? No, I know what I want to ask David. Okay. Well, oh. I feel like, uh, that might be a good reason to to go ahead and lean into that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, as you mentioned in your argument, 
the strong attribute of uh, X-Men is its writing, of course. But with that said, could you name a third attribute that isn't necessarily focused on the writing and why you think that is a stronger example than what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle offers? Do you understand what I'm asking? I do, yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, another uh, a non-writing attribute... One of the things that I would say that I think is it does have above Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is, and I think it when it does realism in animation, it does it a lot better than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does, and which which it's it, it's a weird thing to say because Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- TMNT is a much car- more cartoony show. But there are, are certain things it does, uh, especially with um, Shredder, uh, Shredder, and some of the uh, the the April O'Neil and the news crew, where their characters, I think, sometimes come off as almost too cartoony, where they could be a nice offset to the turtles, whereas the I think the balance between the cartoonier aspects and the more realistic aspects in x-men are a little bit more balanced out where the very human looking mutants really um contrast well with the more grotesque or cartoony mutants so that it kind of adds that little additional line of like there's division within even the mutants themselves uh different from like just the the x-men versus the brotherhood of mutants you know there's there's also within other sub things there's you know the humanity of uh you know cyclops versus the more dare i say bestial nature of the beast Hmm. interesting that was a very good answer (laughs) yeah that's a fun one uh Uh, you want to go ahead yeah i'll go ahead and do david's the question i got for david uh, David, it. this it. is, uh, this is, this is me kind of like, I didn't mean to do this, but as you were talking, I couldn't help, but, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question that you pretty much asked me about gargoyles, which is, you know, you talked about some of the more mature themes and some of the more, you know, extravagant subjects, but you still mentioned that it was limited within the context of a kid's show. Do you think this show would have been better if it was not made for kids and not made as a traditional Saturday morning cartoon? I don't think that it would. And um, one of the reasons for that is this show, X-Men, unlike, unlike Gargoyles, has source material. And... I think that because you you don't want to go too far afoul of a source material. Otherwise, you might get something like, you know, Man of Steel or Batman v Superman. You get, you kind of, if you try to make a children's character that has been established for a long time as a children's character too dark too gritty too grim serious that's going to detract from it so with with the x-men yes there there's certain like i brought up in my argument that one of the, your one of if not the main character in the show has literal knife hands for weapons and over the course of five seasons because it's a kid show you can't see him exactly stabbing and eviscerating bad guys because it is a kid show but that also is like somewhat true to the character that has been set up in the comic books of he is he's a character who is fighting his own violent uh, urges and trying to be better and if you did that too much, showed too much violence and too much adult nature in the show, it probably would detract from it. 
Whereas with Gargoyles, since it wasn't working off of a pre-established comic book mythology, that's something that you could probably have started out and making it a little more, for lack of a better term, adult without it hurting the material that much. Okay. It's about, it's, it's about the expectations going into it. It's like yes. not just not just the, the show itself. Okay. Don't worry. Um, Don, I am, you know, I've got my other barrel ready for Justin. Have you, have you I think ready? I, I think I have my question. I okay. think I have my question. Well, Here. I'll go ahead and ask yeah. first. Just, you know, mm-hmm. we'll just keep this, keep flipping the script on these boys. We want to keep them on their toes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin. I'm, next, I'm, si- I'm sitting down, so well, I'm not Get on, on your toes. toes, you know, get, get that core <laughs> workout in. Uh, Justin. You need to do that. This is uh, this is going to be a little bit. I mean, this is going to be a rambling question a little bit, but I hope we get there together. Uh, Great. There is a uh, I don't know if you'd call it a trope or a um, I guess you'd call it a trope or a concept of a uh, of, of what they call the five man band. The five man band is like the traditional group of people uh, that kind of like has five different. Uh, hierarchs or, or character types, archetypes, if you will. Um, and this, you see this a lot in role-playing games and other types of games like that. You know, you've got the leader, the lancer, the smart guy, the big guy, and the emotional support, a.k.a. the chick. Um, <laughs> I didn't write this trope, and I'm glad <laughs> it at least has the emotional support instead of just the chick. Uh, right. But something that you said is like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, kind of established these archetypes, and it kind of brings them to a forefront, and it like really helps people identify with one of them. Do you think that this is like the best example of that type of grouping of like bringing together a traditional archetype and like showing them as you know the different things that they bring together, or why do you think that this is better than Power Rangers, or why do you think that this is the better example? Uh, because because it, it happens throughout a lot of media, if that makes sense. Well, I think it, in my opinion, it's one of the uh, the better examples of it, just because, like we have said multiple, multiple times, like growing up, this was our version of those tropes. Like, when you're thinking of, like, a group of heroes, like, funny you mentioned Power Rangers. I used to love Power Rangers growing up. I don't think the characters of Power Rangers were that much differentiated. Like, obviously, I haven't watched that show in years, but I, I they didn't have the same lasting effect as these ones do. Like, if you t- ask me, like, I knew the Red Ranger was the leader, but I didn't, like, I couldn't list any of the other ones. So, um, I actually, it's funny you brought this up, too. I actually read a article about um, what you're talking about and the connection with the Ninja Turtles was actually with the Beatles where it was comparing and contrasting like why the Beatles were so popular and it's the similar thing like everyone had their everyone mm. had their favorite Beatle so say Leonardo would be Paul McCartney uh, Mikey would be Ringo Donnie would be George Harrison Lennon was like the Rebels so he would have been Raphael, like, um, I think the reason why I think Ninja Turtles is such a great example of that is because that's been the example that has been placed in front of me my whole life. I, I, like, from the time I was born until now, the Ninja Turtles have been part of pop culture. So that is always something that I can look back on and be like, oh, well, the leader of the group is always Leonardo. I don't. I, I just think it's a great example just because personal experience. And they're set they're very easily identifiable characters. It's the colors. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, well well thank you for your answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Don, I'm, how I'm, are you? You know what? I'm good. Yeah, my my Great. big struggle with these two shows is they are both iconic for all the reasons that you every both of you mentioned. But they do it really differently, like you both mentioned. X Men much more serious tone, and uh, it's really hard to categorize Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, but comic even you could say family a more fan, family friendly tone, even though that's not 100 percent accurate. The difference is. 
there's been many more iterations of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that have had different tones to each show. And by that, I mean there have been versions of the show that have been much more serious. Why do you think this is this version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the one that should be going against this version of X-Men? Well, I think in general, this is the one that started it all. I know, like we've discussed in previous episodes, that technically the comic book was the first Ninja Turtles, or first example of the Ninja Turtles, but it was this cartoon that created what we know of the Ninja Turtles today. So I think that would be the main reason, just because this is the penultimate, or not penultimate, that's the wrong word. Um, this is like the ultimate version of the Ninja Turtles, just because it was what started everything. Um, as far as, like, do other versions of the show match up against the X-Men better? Um, I... I mean, you could say that the other versions of the show are more similar to X-Men. And I think that's that's actually a testament to X-Men, too, is that since it was that kind of uh, edgy, like, kind of action-packed cartoon that did take itself seriously, it was part of a trend of cartoons in the mid-90s that kind of shifted in that direction. While when Ninja Turtles started, like, obviously you had G.I. Joe, you had Transformers and He-Man, but... This was definitely more, it was created more of a lighthearted vibe for the purpose of selling toys at the end of the day. So they were trying to make it as uh, friendly and welcoming as possible so as many people could get into it. Where X-Men already had this created lore that I'm pretty sure this cartoon follows to a T. Because it pulls directly from the comics and uses stories. So it's like, that was already an existing thing. So it already had its tone created for it. It didn't do anything different. Ninja Turtles flipped the script, took an adult cartoon. They could have gone dark with it, but instead they created a Saturday morning pop cartoon. I don't know whether that answered your question. I kind of rambled. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really looking for a specific answer, but uh, okay. yeah, no, I think, no, you got it. All Thanks, right. Coach. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, I think we're gonna do a little bit of deliberation here. Is that? I, I is that, think we. I think, I think we, we have to. to. I think there's no way we go straight into voting on mm-hmm. this particular situation. You guys so, could just vote. Say, you two stay out of this, <laughs> Peter and I. Just <laughs> yes. Now we talk. Because just my go main with your hearts. Yeah, well, my main dilemma is these are both amazing shows that I love that do really. They do the same thing great, but in different ways. One way more serious edge to it, um, and then one way more cartoony, family-friendly, like I mentioned before. Uh, but they both do it so well. Um, the obvious strength of X-Men is it's obviously it's writing. Uh, Teenage Mutant Turtle can't you know, hold a candle up to that. But uh, Justin was right. The humor really, I think, saves that show in the writing yeah. portion it doesn't it doesn't try to write it doesn't try to outright it's yeah they know where they're at and they know what they're doing um yeah it's it, it's i i 100 agree this is it feels like this is it feels like this is a final you know right with this right. matchup i feel i really this could have been the final yeah I, i'll say i'll say this too about the longevity because they both have comparable longevity and influence. I'm kind of leaning toward X-Men having a greater influence because it influenced so many better things. <laughs> Where, you, the the, the stage musicals, right? How X-Men led <laughs> yeah, to that you know, kid dying in that we, the that Spider-Man. we all know and love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where, um, we, we don't talk about Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> but TMNT also... <laughs> influenced a lot of shit that i love but it was indeed shit uh, it's like campy bullshit from the 90s basically yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it was crap but it, it not teenage mutant sure but the stuff it influenced but i also liked it for that reason you know right um, <laughs> just say it the do- the shitty dinosaur show that crossed over with street sharks you you can say it <laughs> 
You mean the Dino Avengers? Peter. I don't remember what it was called, but I'll believe think, you if you mm-hmm. say Dino Avengers. I think it was Dino Avengers. I think you nailed it. <laughs> uh, Peter, what do you think? So I'm. So one thing that it's like it's it's it has it has been a challenge for me because like this is finally an episode where I really don't feel like I have a horse in the race, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like I like both of these shows basically equally i felt very similarly about them when i was watching them and growing up which is good and bad because a i don't have strong biases to rely on and Mm -hmm. b i don't have strong biases to rely on and that's pretty much how i've run this show (laughs) this is pretty much how i've been on this podcast i'm like i like this show i love this show i want this show to win Mm -hmm. um and now i'm like looking at these two things and like one thing that i want to say is i think that i don't know if you guys did this intentionally um, but you did a good job, like, bringing up facets of the show that aren't, like, difficult to differentiate between the two. Like, if mm-hmm. one of you had, you know, brought up sound design as one of your main points, it would have been really tricky. Because, like, these are the shows with the best two theme songs that we've listened to. These are the yeah. shows with some of the best uh, variety in sound effects. Eh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lags behind a little bit, but still, like... They've they've done certain things very very well, um, and uh, and finding the differentiation between them, I, I just wanted to applaud both of you on that. Mm. Um, yeah, we're both very smart. Thank you, Peter. You're welcome. I'm patting I'm patting myself on the back right now. Okay, that's a nice pat. Uh-huh. Thanks. Uh, but so so yeah, I feel uh, you know I have I have like a what I feel like was happening to me in um gargoyles versus powerpuff girls moment kind of kind of sense um Mm -hmm. where i'm like kind of sliding in one direction and i mean part of me is like that's all right and part of me is like i want like i guess if I, i i don't know it's 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 a tricky thing um where, yeah, I, was where, gonna, I was gonna say i was gonna fall you could think about my argument for powerpuff girls versus gargoyles where uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had an opportunity to take fun, I mean, take advantage of the medium. But honestly, it did it. It stayed on par with X Men and kept it pretty real, even though it had really cartoony characters. Um, <sighs> this is hard. This, this is, is hard. Uh, I didn't think about this very much because I was like, oh no, in the moment. I trusted myself. Um, to be convinced one way or another. So you guys have done a shit job convincing me. Way to go. Right. <laughs> yeah, so part of me is like, you know, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, the characters win this hand down. Yeah. But another part of me thinks that the story of X-Men wins hands down. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that we can't just uh, have these two shows again in the final. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's my thing. I I think I think X-Men works better as a show. But the characters work better in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I'm think I'm thinking I feel like the show as a whole works better in X-Men. Whereas I think the most iconic part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle is the characters alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, Don. That's really in their character traits. In their character traits. <laughs> so it's crazy because I was sliding towards TMNT. Okay, like, that's me, what. Uh, I, it, give me your it, argument why. And and it's just it's it goes back to like kind of what it was just like it's just like the 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 argument during during our conflict where it was like what is a cartoon what makes the best cartoon and it's you know the goofy campy fun in the morning and you know i i have a pretty good head for arcs of stories and stuff like that and the arcs in X-Men don't stick with me as much as, you know, some of the other arcs. And yeah, that's kind of granted because it gets mixed up because 
the animated series did stuff just different enough from the comics, so you're never... I'm, I'm like, is it... Was this from the comics? Was this from... You know what? You, you do have a valid point, because it was. that's a very similar argument to what I made about Powerpuff Girls, is it didn't overcomplicate itself of a story. Right. But for that reason, it sticks in my head clear. You yeah. know? So on that well, aspect, yeah. I can't tell if that was a pro Ninja Turtles comment or a pro X Men comment. So that's a pro Ninja Turtles comment for the thing okay. is that when I watch it, when I watch it, I know how it went. You know, okay. Uh, when I watched it as a kid, and then when I watch it now, you know, I'll watch it again. I'll be like, oh, I remember exactly what happened in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because of its simplicity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, X Men has the same problem as Gargoyles. Is sometimes it was a little too complicated for my little brain to comprehend. So. When Sometimes I was watching it, still it now, is. yeah. When I when I was rewatching it now, it was kind of like watching it for the first time. But again, there's the pro, and I kind of experienced it for the first time again, which was nice. I I do think that there is definitely an aspect of this started modern superhero movies. Yeah, for X Men, right? Yeah, and definitely. I I I know that. There were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. I did recognize. So, to be fair, to be fair, there's a lot of X Men movies that happened that nobody wants to see. Yeah, and Ninja um, yeah, Turtles the less, was. The less we talk about uh, Days of Future Past, the movie, the better. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Anyway, never saw it. That, never saw it. that was the one X Men movie that you picked out of all of them. It of wasn't like Dark Phoenix or <laughs> X Men <laughs> Origins, okay. X Men Origins Wolverine. Like I was you immediately say, went Origins, for Wolverine. That's that's low hanging fruit, man. I'm not that kind of guy. I want you go... should go with the low hanging fruit because there's not a ton of really good X Men. And Days mm -hmm. of Future Past has it's that like... super cool. Quicksilver scene, like if you you, yeah. you put a good quick you put a good Quicksilver scene in a movie, I'm gonna like it. You get, put a good speedster in there, I'm gonna like it. Oh, yeah, that's fun time. I don't, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting where you're coming at, Peter. It's I'm, it's I'm definitely kind of starting to think the same. It's but but you know like I all right I where do we go from here? How did we how did you two decide, David and Justin? Did you just kind of say I I, I, I actually it was more unanimous at that point, wasn't it? I actually tried to look back at that episode to kind of get a sense of how we did it because I completely blanked on it. Sorry. And I haven't posted it yet. It's almost and like I it was don't, like two months ago or something. Yeah. I don't remember how we ended up coming to the the same decision. I remember I made the comment about, like, I know, Peter, you're going to get angry about this, but about how, like, okay, we know... Uh, Powerpuff Girls is like, as far as the writing goes, like, it sucks. So I don't care about Gargoyles writing or whatever. Yeah, I and that was kind that. of, which I feel Oof. bad about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, David. Did that sway you at all? I don't remember. Um, man, I don't, I don't really remember. Um, yeah, it's been like a, over a month. Yeah, it's yeah, been a minute. It's been a minute since we recorded, and so. Uh, yeah, I, I was like I was kind of expecting to go back and re-listen. Yeah, I was expecting to have like solidified opinions here, and I don't know if it's a testament to the. I think it's I think it's both a testament to the shows and to the arguments made that this is a difficult decision to make. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we're we're about hitting an hour, so we yeah, gotta we, we gotta yeah, pick like, this. Yeah, we gotta we gotta nail this down. Um, but I, I think honestly, I think Peter, you swayed me to go the other way with well you swayed me to go the other way we can't keep flip-flopping here because oh, like, you're x-men now i'm x-men i'm thinking about the movies i'm thinking about like the... can i can go i argue ahead. against this movie thing that okay. we keep talking about go ahead for whatever reason we think that the x-men cartoon created the superhero hype uh superman the movie all the batman movies like Batman the animated series is going on at the same time. So why is it specifically that Fox saw that they had X-Men on retainers so they're like, "I guess let's make a live action movie." And we're saying that that started everything? Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Spider-Man was already greenlit when that was all going on. Like it wasn't it wasn't that the X-Men cartoon 
swayed Fox into doing something. I think it was just like it, it, other it people were them doing into it. Picking up the movie rights for X Men. Didn't they already they, have they this? No, uh, the, the I thought they were of... sitting on them. No, let me go back. And, and they saw I... other people making superhero movies that were successful, like Ninja Turtles, which was number one at the box office four weeks in a row when it came out. Humble brag. God, you have um, more data than I do. God damn it! I'm just saying, like, I don't think that is. I don't think, or maybe it made them like the success of the cartoon eventually, like, led to them making the movie. But I wouldn't say that started. So okay, so let's 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 give David a chance here. David, do you yeah. have numbers to back up your claim? Because I because your claim sounds good, like it sounds okay. believable. Do you have this anything is, that... This is from our Lord and Savior Wikipedia. Quote, The series was credited for being responsible for the beginning development of the 2000 X-Men film. The show's broadcasting network, Fox Kids' owner, 20th Century Fox, was impressed by the success of the TV show, and producer Lauren Schuler Donner purchased the film rights for them in 1994. Really? Hmm. Lauren Schuler Donner, who, what, she's the wife of Richard Donner, who made all the Superman movies. Uh, man, I was going to make a Donner Party joke, so that yeah, was I was going to probably... say, I was like, the Donner Party? Um... And yes, uh, she was Richard Donner's wife. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I guess so there, arguably... was already, there was momentum already. There was already right. momentum. Um, but, you know... It's it's yeah it, it it can be difficult to to figure that out which is came first the chicken or the egg, uh. Okay, um, Don, do you just want to just want to count to three and say which one we think should go on? Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go for Perfect. it. All right, here Perfect. we go. One, two, three. TMNT. Yeah, okay, we got TMNT. Uh, you know what? I can't be too mad. I can't be too mad. Yeah, that was I, a really I, hard decision, David. No, and I this... feel... Give us five minutes and we would have swayed back to yeah. X-Men. So. It, it, was, it was really back and forth. And I, 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 I said that, I said it earlier. This, this feels like it could be a final. This feels like it should have been a final. You know? We've got two shows that I, I wanted X-Men to be in the final like i identify more with that style of action but like when you sit down and think about it like teenage mutant ninja turtles is a, is the is the definitive 90s cartoon to me wasn't it like a what seed was tmnt when we started this wasn't it like the ninth seed or something it was like pretty that? low because i put it super fucking low <laughs> i'm just gonna say i think i had it at number one i think some and... people had it really really high and then i had it at like 15 <laughs> <laughs> and like teenage mutant ninja turtles right above biker mice shorts. from mars <laughs> so that just leaves um powerpuff two girls and color TMNT. coded two color coded heroes going head to head yeah with you know with clothes mm-hmm well, They're this has been a, a a great episode. A lot of emotion, a lot of heartbreak. David, I'm crying over here for David. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I can now officially say that I don't respect anyone on this show except for myself. Yeah. Um, mm. mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and this uh, I'm I'm uh, th this this seems like a good opportunity to tag the show. Uh, we will be going into a final episode. Can you believe it? We what? actually completed something. It's the final oh. episode. We haven't, we haven't completed it yet, Peter. Yeah, you're right. We shouldn't get pre pre. Don't count your that. chickens before they hatch. Um, Don't count eggs before they're chickens. They're chickens. <laughs> the final episode will be between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Powerpuff Girls. We don't want to get sued, remember? Or do we want to get sued? I can't remember. Was the bit we want to get sued, sued every that's episode? That's good publicity. Yeah. yeah. I figured we'll if we did it. get... Right. I got a right. space on my wall just waiting to hang my summons, so... Okay, I gotta, I gotta pee, so let me pee before <laughs> we talk. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this show. 
Uh, I have been one of your hosts, Peter. I'm Justin. I've been the host. Oh, I've been the host, David. I've died. Thanks for listening Don's to our P. podcast. Okay, goodbye. Join us next Bye. week when we find out how Don's pee went. <laughs>